0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host Austin Hill. Today we're in part five in our conversation on self-awareness. We hope you enjoy.
1: Yeah, and there's a fear. I think there's a fear of um, like oversimplifying knowing who we are because because our our, because of our Christian worldview a lot a lot of the times uh, Christian like I'm very I'm guilty of this where I will identify in my identity. Get stuck in this idea. It's like I am a sinner. There's something wrong with me. I do bad things, and that's just that's true. I mean, I, I am not perfect. I mess up. I I do things I shouldn't do, but that's just half of who I am. Um, and that's where it. That's where we kind of make this shift. Um, that where I think Calvin is is hitting on, or just that idea of knowing God and yourself and how it works together. Um, there's a quote David Benner. He wrote a great book called "Knowing Your." It's uh, called "The Gift of Being Yourself." It's great. you are not simply a sinner; you are a deeply loved sinner. That's a big difference. Yeah. You realize that I am a deeply loved sinner. That it's still true. It is true. I am a sinner, but that's not all who I am. It's like I am a. De- I am deeply loved by God. That's a big difference. So if, if God loves me, there's that I guess sometimes we get caught up in the fact that I did something wrong, and that just becomes the emphasis that we look at all the time, it's like all these things I did wrong, where we lose sight of like the joy and amazing gift of being loved beyond those things. That's why we have faith is because God loves us in spite of our sin. In spite of our mistakes, in spite of our quirks, he loves us. And that's how we, that's how we start moving forward. We don't get stuck in what makes us wrong. It's knowing that God loves us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, this might be a gross overstatement, but I think, I think most of our human neuroses and mental health issues, some are biological in nature our minds are disordered and so on and so forth. But some of them arise just from an exaggerated preoccupation with what you just said, an exaggerated Mm. preoccupation with what is wrong rather than what is good. Yeah. Because of course, like you said, of course there's brokenness in the world. Of course there's brokenness in me. And some of it is some, some experience it worse than others. But whenever I become, yeah, Overly when I when I pay an, an an inordinate amount of attention to what's wrong, um, obviously that's not what we're advocating for either, because mm-hmm. that's going to put me in a place of of depression and anxiety and fear. Um, you know, at the very least. Um, because you're right, we are we're loved. And the point of self-awareness isn't to just love ourselves more even though that's healthy to to buy product yeah to love being more self-awarely yeah to love yourself appropriately um cuz self-hate definitely isn't going to do you any good yeah but ultimately the more self-aware i am the more um i, I am able to love god more and i'm able mm-hmm. to to receive his love which obviously we've talked about a lot on this podcast is is in our opinion one of the most important movements of maturity is to receive love from god and from others appropriately right i mean most of us are scratching away at life trying to make things happen and all in an effort to really prove ourselves um prove our worth prove our value when at the end of the day um there's power in the fact that you know we're loved by God. We're loved. There's people that love us. And if we could accept that and own that, I think it would be really life, life transforming and life changing. So how, how, what kind
1: of, uh, advice would you give Wes to how do we start practicing the self-acceptance?
0: accepting acceptance or
1: self-awareness? No, oh, no, no. So, like, self-aware. Like, we. I think we've. I think we've identified. Like, if we're self-aware, we know how we affect others, and we understand, kind of like how we tick. And there's a handful of like tools that we use in the refuge. Whether it's the, the Enneagram, which is a personality type test. Um, it's just a tool. It is not the be-all, end-all. It's a tool to get help us understand each other and ourselves. Um, knowing like whether I trust somebody or not, how I improve, how I build healthy relationships how I build trust. That's a, those are good ways of, around self-awareness, but moving from self-awareness, like, cause we're talking about how do we accept God's love or accept the love from others, that being one a, a really important movement. How do you see that starting? Like if someone says, man, I don't know how to accept someone's love. Like what is a what is it? What is something like that they could start trying?
0: Yeah. I mean, man, that's, that's such a great question. I mean, I think, I think I would encourage you to surround yourself with people that are maybe a little bit ahead of you in that. So if you're around negative, wounded, traumatized people for the majority of the time, I'm not saying to leave because those might be people that you're either you're married to, or like, mm-hmm. or that deeply love you. But you probably need to be with some people surround yourself regularly with people that are a bit healthier um, mm-hmm. that are able to do that. Because I, I think a lot of that happens by presence more, definitely more than it does by just thinking differently. Yeah. Um, like how I change is when I'm with people, how I've changed in that area is by um, several things, but I'm just going to try to keep it as simple as I can to start is like, starting to meet regularly with people that I knew cared about me and loved me no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So how, so how that trusting in me to be honest, Hmm. slowly over time, uh, me being able to just be more honest and, and for them to, to not be shocked by who I was. And it was like that, but not necessarily like not, not, and also not give me license or like not celebrating my struggles either Like not saying, oh, you're fine. That's fine. But just literally sitting with me, uh, listening to me, paying attention to me and not being shocked by all of it. Mm. And yeah. it, was, it was like being in the presence of that, which I think is modeling the presence of Christ, that really, that really helped change me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six in our conversation on self-awareness. We'll see you then.